Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 26. I'm your host, Fatty. I got my boy, Zade, here with me. We're brought to you by the Ball is Life Podcast Network. As you can see, we have a little bit of a new mic setup today. Uh, a little technical difficulty to start the, the show, but... Wasn't going to stop us. Won't no. stop. Won't stop us from bringing you the heat. So, uh, without... I mean, I was going to say without further ado, but before we get into everything, how you doing, man? Good. Good weekend. Sunny weekend. Hot weekend. Uh, so weather were, warning all weekend. All no, weekend for anyone who went outside. Anybody went outside, went to the went to the, uh, the, the, the Toronto beaches were packed. Um, golf probably was packed. Swimming pools, lakes were all packed. It was hot. Um, but something that wasn't hot, the fight last night between Logan Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, really, really disappointing fight last night. I thought we were going to get some sort of knockout. You know, mainly Floyd knocking out Logan Paul, but... Um, what I will say is I was surprised with Logan being able to last eight rounds with the GOAT. Um, taking a lot of punches, not being knocked out. Um, I will give him some credit there, but overall, underwhelming fight. I was expecting a knockout. Everybody but was expecting a knockout. Could you be the GOAT of a sport if you can't knock out a YouTuber three years removed from the sport? Yeah, of course. Why? I, well, well, you think Mike Tyson might my, my, go my, eight rounds with him well, three years out of retirement? There, there's a few things. Floyd isn't a heavyweight where, and he wasn't known for knockout. He wasn't known for being a defensive boxer, right? Yeah, so, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of boxing if you're not hitting. He, he, he has 27 KOs against smaller guys. Logan Paul is like, what, 30 pounds? Has 30 pounds? 35 pounds? A lot bigger, a lot taller. Uh, a lot bigger, a lot taller. Long, and long he loved younger. hugging him too. Yeah, loved hugging him. And um, it come, like I don't think... Like, everyone thinks that it was predetermined that there would be no knockout. It oh, it was definitely around. predetermined. I think it was, too. Yeah. So, it's not about Floyd really trying Bro, to win. Bro, just think about it. Like, yo, hey, listen. No knockouts. Both of us walk out of here safe. You get your 20 mil. I get my 100. Reduce. And then we rematch. Exactly. We're going to do it again. We're do it again. More money. And then my well, brother. You know, no like, deal. it's just a family ordeal. And they're exactly. never going to go broke. So, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that they're targeting the sport of boxing. Yeah, but yeah. this could never fly. Like, there's no way. Like, D Wade, do you think a fan could challenge D Wade right now and train for two years and then beat D Wade one on one? There's no there's way. There's no man. way they would do that. You can't. Yeah, there's no there's way to do no it for way. basketball. That'd be interesting though. If a YouTuber comes out and challenges all NBA players one on one, that would be that. That's the next million dollar idea. Pay per view one on one, three on three, two on two, whatever it could be. Hey, we're YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's challenge all of them. Um, uh, but exciting week. Uh, packed week. Uh, the first round of the NBA playoffs has officially come to a close. Uh, we'll talk about the winners and losers. I feel like we're going to talk a lot more about the losers because there's a lot more to talk about with them. Um, let's start with the Portland Trailblazers. They fell to the Denver Nuggets in six games. We um, guaranteed seven. I, I guaranteed six for, 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 for the Blazers, and it did not turn out that way. Um, struggles for, for different, person, different personnel on the Blazers at different times. Um, the Nuggets were pretty cool, calm, collected for the majority of, the, or of Game Six. The Nugget, uh, sorry, the, the the Blazers were up 15 in Game Six, if I'm not mistaken, and they had it in the third quarter, and then they lost the lead, and the Nuggets were able to close it out. Um, but now going forward, you're another year of a first round exit, um, another year where you, the team just wasn't good enough. Uh, I know you have some of your own thoughts about Portland not being able to beat Denver without Jamal Murray. And that they should have, and that team was too talented. It was too good to to, to get knocked on the first round. Um, but I'm gonna start and just say, if there was a year to blow it up, it for sure has to be this year, and it looks like it's going to be this year. Uh, Terry Stotts has already parted ways with the Portland Trailblazers, and now there's you know multiple teams and GMs interested in trading for CJ McCollum, um, and it looks like they're gonna maybe rebuild or people actually want him. People actually want him. Um, He's not bad. Cleveland wanted him. Cleveland wanted him. Uh, I don't know what the other team. Miami wanted him as well. Um, And there's two other teams. Miami? I don't know. They're just taking anybody who they can get at this point. With Victor Oladipo going down with the injury, they might need someone to replace the other wing position. So he's gone. But they they brought him in with the expectation that he would come back. Um, But it's time to blow it up. They're going to blow it up. Um, What do you want to see for Portland's future? Well, for for one thing, I I want to start with Denver. Just give uh, Jokic his flowers because killed it for him to do what he's doing right now to lead this team without their second best player yeah. to beat Portland, a stacked roster. Really, like 
They're good players, man. They have Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Norman Powell, Carmelo Anthony, Yusuf Nurkic, Ennis Cantor. That's six more players than Denver has. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't give them that the, much time on their team, They have man. a starting guard. One of their starting guards it's was a guy well, that I'm too. He's small. But the other guy didn't even have a job in the middle of the year. Austin Rivers. They picked him up because they lost their first and second. They're playing without Jamal Murray. And remember Will Barton? Yeah, yeah, he's up. That's yeah, another starter that's yeah, up. Yeah, but PJ Dozier, that's a kid they, on the bench that gives them depth. Another guy that's up. They do have good pieces though. When you want to compare those top six of Portland, they, they still got MPJ, who at times can really catch fire and can really contribute. Jokic, like yeah, you said, yeah, yeah. but like AG is still on that team. Austin Rivers is a midseason pickup, but he is a good NBA vet. He won them two games in the playoffs, which is like that's great so for them. How are you gonna count him out? Because no, because that's unacceptable. Portland can't let that happen. You can't let Austin Rivers cook you. You're Portland. You have been a team for the last eight, nine years with the same coach, same core. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they need to blow things up. So, from Portland's perspective, I want to just – actually, before I – I forgot to say Jokic's stat line. 33-10 and 7, I believe it was. Where's his assist numbers? 33-10 and 5, mm-hmm. shooting 53% from the field, 43 from 3. And where's his free throw percentage? 92%. 50, 40, dominance. 90. Dominance. And he is a fantastic career playoff guy. He's a 50, 40, 90 playoff career guy. So, uh, good on him. I mean, he's the MVP this year, no doubt. But CJ McCollum, man. Oh, you're going to go off on him for sure. CJ McCollum dropped three points a game in the playoffs. Yeah. He went from shooting 41% from three to a measly 33%. Mm-hmm. 33% in the playoffs. Mm. My beef with CJ comes, like, if I can just put it in a nutshell, he took more shots yeah. than Damian Lillard in the elimination game. Right. In no way, under no circumstances, should you have more shots than Damian Lillard in any game, let alone an elimination <laughs> game. And this, mind you, this is Damian Lillard who. Had a historical offensive game in that series. That's the game before. Fifty-five I points. I think it was the game before he had that. Yeah, game five. CJ has too big of an ego. I saw it a little bit when they got Norm. He was looking Norm off. He didn't really want to give Norm the ball, and right. everyone was saying trade CJ, keep Norm. That was like the the sentiment. But this is just bad. Like this, they need to ship him out. Like there's no way you should be taking more shots than our guy. And I think that that attitude is the reason why they're never going to succeed. Like, they need a better number two guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Nurkic got mauled. Yeah. Nurkic got bullied. Jokic is just flat out better than Nurkic. So, what do you... Bro, they threw everything at him. And by the end of the series, it was like, I'm just going to let it, him have it. it. Like, it was, what are you going to do? It was funny to see whenever Jokic would sub out, Nurkic would sub out. And then whenever Jokic would sub in, Nurkic would sub in. But... Nothing they were doing for Remember they were teammates. Phasing. Yeah, they were teammates. That's a, that's a, that's another kind of underlying story that people forget was that Denver chose Jokic over Yusuf Nurkic. And obviously that was the correct decision to make. Um, but a point I want to add to your CJ point. Um, I'm going to just like, I think Portland, and I had totally told you this before, uh, they need more of a two-way two-guard or two-way wing as opposed to CJ. CJ's value only comes on the offensive end. And if he's struggling like he struggled in the in, in the series, they're not going to win games. They're not going to win playoff games. And then aside from that, you say his ego is too big. He's taking more shots than, than Dame. If you have a more defended-minded two or more of a defended-minded wing player to complement Dame and not take over his touches and not take over his shots, I think that would do Portland a lot a lot more, you know, a, a, a big favor. Um, it looks like he's going to be traded this offseason. There's many teams that can definitely use... The services of, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I don't know if CJ is necessarily high. He's DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I, I would say he's a star on the a lower end star, uh, a good offensive weapon, offensive piece to have. Can't regular season team, guy, and can't lead, can't really lead your team to a playoff series or playoffs in general. I think he alone. can do exactly what DeMar did. Demar, I think, is more talented than he than he is. I don't know. CJ is better three point, but at least shoots better. Threes, at least he shoots better. Um, maybe it was just Demar had that that volume, had had the touches, so that he was able to no. produce. Demar just had the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah, the Eastern order. Conference. It CJ, I, I honestly think that they're exactly the same player, but like they're I mean, very similar. He's their own. He can't, but he's not. He's not going to be the guy for your team. He's not going to be the guy to will your team to a playoff berth or a playoff series win. So. Um, 
there's many suitors for him. Many teams can can use him as a second or third kind of guy if they use him correctly. Also, you throw in Terry Stotts in the mix, who doesn't really have much of a system there. I, I when I when I watch Portland's basketball, I don't see much of you know putting guys in positions to succeed. Norman came in and was pretty successful. I don't really think that's due to coaching and where Terry Stotts is putting him. I just think Norm had an unbelievable unbelievable season this year. So yeah, I don't you, think there was a game plan. Exactly. So when you combine CJ, a guy who wants to shoot and wants to carry the offensive load with Terry Stotts, who doesn't really put anybody in any position to succeed, they're not going to succeed. And that's exactly what we saw. Um, so it looks like they're going to stick with Dame. Dame, oh, they better, better stick with Dame. <laughs> um, so new coaching. Jason Kidd was in the mix. Lillard came out and said he wanted Jason it's Kidd. awkward, man. Pulled his name out of the hat mm-hmm. once that kind of happened a day or two after. No um, thanks. Due to whatever reason. I can see why. That's definitely a tough situation to come into. And Jason Kidd likes more ready situations from if you've seen his previous coaching stints. Um, it's not an attractive job, man. It's, it's a not. very high-pressure job. It's um, maybe, yeah, maybe it'll change now. The whole idea of why they're making a change is because they want to make moves in the playoffs. So you, you're coming in with the expectation yeah. of minimums, minimum at least conference final, I think, with this team. Wow. That, That's the expectation. It, it definitely depends on the personnel that they have. If they're not able to, to get rid of CJ, if they're not able to bring Norm back, you, I mean, you, you keep CJ, you keep that same dynamic that, that hasn't been working the past eight years, and you lose Norm, who is a great offensive weapon and a defensive weapon, weapon who he really wants to. Um, then you have another year of Carmelo Anthony, who's aged. You have Yusuf Nurkic, who plays a role, isn't really an offensive big, plays his role, plays it pretty well, but doesn't really contribute offensively. So if they come back with the same team, different coach, I don't think the expectation should be that high. Um, maybe a second round, maybe just an improvement in that no. sense. But They made the conference final twice, or once a couple once, of years ago. Once a couple years ago. So that might, have been, that might have been an overachieving And year, if you though. really think about it, the teams that are left right now are Utah, Denver, uh, Utah, Denver, Clippers, and uh, who else? Phoenix. Phoenix. All better teams other than but Denver But they shouldn't... It, any any of those teams, Portland should be able to compete with. They yeah, shouldn't. Should they should, with, they yeah. shouldn't like. They have Damian Lillard, bro. <laughs> what team like that has but Damian Lillard? It also took Damian Lillard fifty five to get them to win that game. Exactly. Like, that's a Portland that's, issue. That's, that's I think very, that's a coaching issue. Too. A very big coaching issue. So we'll see how uh, we'll see who gets hired. We'll see who gets put inserted into that who position. Stays, who goes? Um, a report actually came on before we came on saying Damian Lillard is no longer going to comment. On or or demand who he wants. Yeah, because he got clowned. So because he got and clowned. And I want to say kid. I want to say one thing about that. He had a lot to say when the Wolves hired Chris Finch, and he came out and said uh, Vanterpool's on on their bench. He's an experienced guy. He's NBA ready. Da da da. But when it came to your uh, and he alluded to privilege. But when it came to your own team, mm-hmm. what did Jason Kidd do to deserve this this uh, what's it called endorsement? Um, There's why didn't you? Why first of all, why don't you say Vanterpool's name? You clearly think he's a head yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. Why are you getting involved in another team when you're clearly exuding? And I say like they're like yeah, he deserves to do this. He has the position, but it's still privilege. You're giving him because they're from the same town. They're from Oakland, yeah. same city. This is privilege. This is a guy that you like and you want him. I get it. You want to keep your superstar, yeah. but like don't get involved and call out another organization and say privilege this, privilege that, and then. When it comes to your head coaching hunt, it's kind of the same thing. I kind of found that a little I think this kid definitely does have a better resume than most. J.K. probably tell me, oh, chill, chill, chill. chill. Oh, I ain't trying to go to Portland. He's in L.A., bro. He's a, yeah, he's in L.A. He's a legend as a player. He's had previous experience as a head coach. Not the most success, but still previous experience. So sometimes it just depends what kind of cards you're dealt, what kind of team you have. So... Definitely, I would say Jason Kidd is way more uh, qualified than the Minnesota assistant coach that he had mentioned earlier. Um, no, but, that guy had there. But I think Dame Lillard learned, learned a nice, valuable lesson to, yeah. you know, maybe not be so vocal this or time. talk to the guy before you endorse or him. Talk to the guy, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how Portland kind of ends up next year. Uh, hopefully a different team, hopefully a different coach. Well, for sure a different coach, but a better coach. Um, and we'll yeah. see what kind of expectations that we're are going to be placed upon them next year. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's enough out of Portland. I think that uh, they, they know what they need to get done. Shout mm-hmm. out to Denver. I'm excited to see them progress. Yeah. Um, let's talk about LeBron, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers because yeah. LeBron took his first ever L 
in the, the first, first round. round. His career is 14 and 0 prior Wash to this King, year. Wash King, Wash King, Wash King. Wash <laughs> King. Uh, AD went down for the 18th time in the series. Right. Uh, but he went down and did not come back. Mm-hmm. So uh, very interesting times right now in uh, in LA. LA. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because they got rid of Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, and Rondo, Danny Green, and, and Rajon Rondo. And every single one of those guys, it seems like that's the position that they were missing. Schroeder disappeared. Caruso's not good enough, unfortunately. Yeah. And then you look at the big shocker, man. Shocker there. The whole issue with Drummond, Harrell not getting any minutes, Gasol right. being washed. Right. You had all these guys in your possession. What are your thoughts on this, man? Not just that. They also didn't trade for Kyle Lowry midseason and didn't want to give up THT. So that who has, barely played in, who, the, in the playoffs. Right. And who's, once again, not good enough to be on a championship team and be a contributor on a championship team. LeBron can no longer carry a team of scrubs through the playoffs, to the playoffs, through a grueling playoff series. He's just like, it's not about him. He's old, man. It's not about him being washed. It's not about him being not as good as he used to be. He's still an amazing athlete, still very skilled, still still knows how to play the game, but he just cannot carry that burden anymore like he could at 25 years old, 24 years old. When you have AD who is, you know, as prone to injury, like, as, as he is, like paper, pretty much paper mache body, David you can't Davis. rely. You did it in. So we said last week, you can't rely on him. He had a pretty bad groin injury. It looked like he tried to play. It looked awful. He looked I like- don't know. Yo, first of all, that's a, that's an issue, the fact that he played. Another whole issue is the doctors cleared him to play. That, but Based we, on what, we know We know there is some sort of, not tampering, but playing with the clearing. I'm sure if LeBron says, yo, clear him to play, you think they're going to say no to LeBron? No chance. They wanted to give it. They wanted him to give him a try. He should have given it a try. I agree with that he point. He could have hurt looked, it way more. Could have, he could have really re, like, aggravated it a lot more, like you said. But um, Drummond not playing, not fitting in general, is a huge issue. Harold, this, they made Harold disappear last year. He was a key player for a playoff team. Played 19 minutes uh, a game and played, I think, only nine minutes uh, a game this series. How do you reduce your minutes like that? You're still the same player. He's not washed. He's not getting older. He can still give you some valuable minutes. You just didn't go to him. Gasol. Luke Kennard. Oh, sorry. Wrong team. Wrong, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol, Marc Gasol doesn't really play much. You, you, you bring him in for as a, a championship move, but you don't use him at all. You don't use him to his fullest ability. So a bunch of it goes on the personnel. They didn't really build a championship team. And when you look at it, like you, I felt sorry for what LeBron had on the court with him on the last game. And you, could, you saw he quit. Oh, 100%. You saw he quit that last game. He wasn't even trying. He was jogging up and down. He I honestly, I honestly agree with you on the fact that like he's 36. Numbers don't lie. Yeah. He's 36 years old. He knows what he has left in the tank. He knows what he needs to compete. And I don't think he's trying to spare any extra time. Like, yeah, there's no he's way. He's like, you yeah. know what? Even if we win this game, even if we advance... We're not ready. We're right. going to get pummeled in the next round. Exactly. And it's not worth it. Like, he's going to do it by himself. AD's clearly not going to play. Uh, and AD is a problem. Like, I don't... He's not reliable. He's not a guy that... He, he can never be a number one guy. If then, Let alone... If number, then, I mean, number two, it looks like, like he, he could Skill-wise, he 100% could be your number one guy. But you're right. Even number two, at this point, it's fringe. Like, if you're investing in a, in a team... He's like Porzingis right now. He's a very risky investment. Yeah. Because Porzingis... We're going to talk about him in a, in a second, but he also misses a lot of time for injury. Right. He's a guy that you want, theoretically, to be your number two, but he's never available. He's never reliable. He's just not it. So, interesting stuff. Just I think the Lakers a, have a big offseason ahead of them. Not a good enough team. Dennis Schroeder disappeared, which is very poor on Dennis Schroeder. Guy looking for um, $100 million. He turned down 84 He He would have had a really good contract if he had just shown up in this playoffs. They didn't even have to win. If he just had just shown up, he would, have, he would have got a great deal in the summer. I'm not sure how much he'll get now. He might uh, still fleece a terrible team. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. He, he, he can still get paid. There's no there's no doubt. But just the team that the Lakers constructed, it looked really nice on paper. And then when you saw it at the end of the season, you saw it didn't really play out. And then when you lose guys to injury, um, it really doesn't play out. And now you kind of have to go back and Lakers got to step back and say, yo, we might need a new number one option. AD can't... Can't survive a, a whole season. Can't survive a whole no, series. No, yeah, there's no question. Could it be due to, you know, the prolonged or the, the late season last season and the short off season this season? Maybe some more rest will help. Maybe something like that will help. Maybe. But at, at the very least, the Lakers need a new threat. 
They need a real. I need. A, they need a third star to do, to join that team, and they need it badly, or else it's, they're not gonna be in, you know, championship contention at all. Dame. Yo, if they could do that. They should do that. Why not? I they want would Dame, never. I want Dame in New York. Uh, Stephen oh. A. Smith planted the seed, and I've just been imagining the It'll possibilities of Dame in the Garden every night. It would be great. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. Yeah. Let's move on from L. A. and talk about your team, my guy. Your guy. So your I was. Team. I was. This is bittersweet. I'll say this. I don't think that Dallas deserved to move on because they were relying way too heavily on one guy. Like they were clearly. This is the definition of getting backpacked. Like Luca deserves to move on. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But when you think about like, you guys were up three two, and you had two chances to win this game, to, to win the series. And everyone that's not named Luka Doncic is completely a non-factor. Sheezy. Like, they just crapped the bet. Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> not going to swear on there. Kristaps Porzingis went from 20 points a game to 13 measly points per competition. 5.4 rebounds at seven foot three. And you know what this guy says after the series? The audacity that this man has to address the media and say, I feel like an afterthought. I feel like I came here to support Luca, but I'm I'm a non factor Be a co-star. Look at your numbers, bro. At some point, he was averaging less rebounds per game than the Capazzo. My guy. My Is guy. it Facundo or Facundo? I think it's Facundo. I like Bro, Facundo better. I thought it was Facundo, and then I was listening to a pod, and they called him Facundo, and I, I, I like, died. I, I like thought Facundo. it was very hilarious. But I like Facundo. Anyways, better. guy's five foot eleven. He's averaging more rebounds yeah. than a guy who's seven foot three. You drop seven points a game, and the only thing I'll give him is that he did put up sixteen shots a game in the season, which dropped to ten in the playoffs. But my man, if you're getting ten shots and you can't get more than thirteen points, you're not getting more than ten. You're not get, you're not getting that eleventh shot. You're not here to play, bro. I will say, it it's a bit it's a mix of both. It's gonna be a mix of KP not being able to be assertive, not being able to be dominant, not being able to be productive um, with his minutes and with his shot making. At the same time, Rick Carlisle has to do a better job of putting him in a position to succeed because nah. yes, because because there's a lot of like Luca is so 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 Nasty. so ball dominant. That it gets guys out of the game. He had one game, I think it was the game seven, where he deferred to his guys a lot and was passing six. in the, game six, and they weren't hitting shots. That's the only time I saw in the series that he was deferring to his teammates a lot and they weren't coming through for him. Other than that, it's Luca dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. Which is listen, I understand he's the best guy on the floor. He's the, he's he's the only shot maker. He's the only guy who can uh, to contribute and and, um, and make guys better, make guys succeed. But at the same time, you're wearing him out. This is what his numbers 46, 29, 42, 19 in game four, but he was injured that game. Uh, 44 game three, 39 game two, 31 game one. You're relying game on him. Seven, no, 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 I'm in reverse order. Oh, okay. But you're relying on him so much to score and do everything for your team that it kind of also takes guys out of the game. When it comes to KP, number one, don't talk. Like, you, you average four rebounds for a seven-footer, five rebounds for a seven-footer. That's unacceptable. Go in there, bang with the big boys, get some rebounds, contribute when you're not scoring. On the other hand, be ready to knock down shots. If Luka's giving you the ball, make the most out of the possessions. And then don't act like you're surprised that the team is not prioritizing you as an asset. You're not you're not playing like you're an asset. So I think it's a bit of a mix of both. Rick Carla, Rick Carla has to do a better job of making Luka and uh, Chris... You know, mesh and play maybe a two-man game alongside the, the other three guys on the floor. But at the same time, KP, you have done nothing to prove that you are a star. You are a star player. You're not considered a co-star for a reason. My issue as well with this team is that they need to build better around Luka. They need better shooters. Luka's Shoot. style of play... Luka's a very similar style of play to James Harden. Very ball-dominant guy. Mm-hmm. A guy who can get a lot of points, a lot of assists. Right. But he needs spot-up shooters because he's doing the movement. He's right. doing the playmaking. Mm-hmm. So you can't have guys that are unreliable shooters or inconsistent shooters. You need to build a better roster. They were at some point playing starting Boban and KP. Yeah, that's ugly. 
But that's the biggest lineup in NBA history. It yeah. was literally the your your power forward is seven three. Your center <laughs> is seven six or seven five. What what further proves your point to what I, which is what I like is that the games in which Dallas was successful, yeah, Luca dropped thirty five plus. Yeah, Luca dropped forty plus. But guys were ready to play and ready to shoot. Uh, Hardaway Jr. came in. Was your second best player? Was was lights out for for a kind of majority of the season, a majority of the of the of the series. He was the one of the main guys that was able to knock down shots yep. when when they needed it. Um, Finney Dorian Smith, Finney Smith had Finney a couple Smith, of good games. He had a few good games and 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 was able to 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 produce and was able to contribute to a win. So when guys are knocking down shots, they could be a pretty good team. But and they, they are missing JJ Redick. Right, but they just need guys who can knock down shots consistently. If you do it once every five games. That's not going to win you a playoff series. Yeah. You're not going to advance in the playoffs. Um, My issue is, I think they can get better from Nico Melli. They can. They Maxi can. Maxi Kleber. Like, these guys are just these random European guys that Cuban's obsessed with. And it's like, dude, just stop. <laughs> get shooters. Fill the roster with shooters. Bring in some really quality, good shooters. I wonder and if anyone wants to play with Luca though. <sighs> Depends, man. Uh, yeah, that's very true. And that's why, that's why I'm saying being ball dominant isn't as enticing for anybody to come and play with you you know you look at all the ball dominant guys James Harden couldn't really make it happen in Houston although they were close um, it, it doesn't work you, you, you bring him over to Brooklyn he's let, he's more off the ball or he's when he, when he is a point guard he has got other guys he doesn't have to be the guy to dribble 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 and shoot I feel like so, even with James they the, his teammates communicated better or they they took it more from him rather than Luca. A Caucasian man. You know what I mean? <laughs> European. You know how it happened. You and know you how know, it is in the Luca, NBA. Luca's also a kid. He's 21 years old. Yeah. So if you're a 25, 26, 30-year-old kind of guy who's been around the league, you look at this kid who's 21, taking all the shots, taking, handling the ball all the time. Yeah, he's Luca Magic. But you're like, yo, like, this is a child. Yeah. And like, if what, you also want to take it another level, Harden was looked at as, oh, my God, he's the guy who can never win. He can... He never leads his team, blah, blah, blah. And then Luca's the guy, oh, he has no teammates, he has no this. I'm falling into the trap a little bit because I'm a Luca stan. But that is the sentiment. So that also contributes to people not wanting to play with you. That will also catch up to Luca. Luca's only been doing this, for, he's only been in the playoffs two seasons. He's still young, the team sucks. Yeah. So um, he's not getting that uh, that treatment yet. James was in the, has been in the playoffs for seven, eight, nine years now. Yeah. Uh, tried to do alone, couldn't do alone. Second playoff from 36, 10, and 8, shooting 40, he's great. 41% from three. He's great. We know he's ridiculous. great. He just needs help. Yeah, definitely. If he had one all-star, just one all-star, if he had a CJ McClellan, I think he can make more out of him than anyone else. <laughs> but anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, let's talk some round two basketball because some of the series already started. I believe the Eastern ones have started. So Brooklyn-Milwaukee, first things first, Brooklyn just became human again. Yeah. They lost James Harden. I know. And they he's not well. playing game two. Yep. I don't anticipate him coming back soon. I think if Brooklyn takes game two, 2-0, two, I think they're going to rest him a little bit. Yeah. Nagging injury that he's had all year. He missed 20-some-odd games. Hammy. Yeah. 44 seconds into the game one of the oh. Milwaukee Bucks series, he pulls the hamstring. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, you know what? Like... You would think losing James Harden would put your team at a disadvantage, but it what just made luxury. it even. What a luxury. <laughs> it yeah. made the series even. And at that point, Brooklyn proceeded to slap Milwaukee. Yeah. To they toyed with them. Yeah. I you know what? When when the Brooklyn Nets are just that without Harden, you can't hate. They look In fact, they you look gotta really love good. it. They look really good, man. They they were not just good, they were hella entertaining. Yeah. Like Joe Harris. Shooter. Amazing game. Shooter. Claxton is a defender. Yep, yep. He's I really like guy. him. He's man. a good young guy. That they have, and man. obviously, KD, Kyrie is sensational. Kyrie is... He's, he I, I honestly think Kyrie ball. just... He dictates how he plays based on how he feels. I think if he wants to give you 40... Turn on. He'll give you 40. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. He looks better also, than ever. Also, what I love is, is, is Blake Griffin, BG, oh, filling yeah. in the holes. You see his stat line? Which? 18 and 14. There it is. Six yeah. threes. He fills in the holes whenever you need it. If Detroit's he, pissed. If if you need him to score, he'll score. If you need him to be physical, he'll be physical. If you need to rebound, he'll be he'll rebound the ball. And that's what is so good about this Brooklyn team is that they have so many weapons and it seems like the egos are not there, right? Like it doesn't really it doesn't matter who shoots. Um, the, the the main three guys they take turns, but other than that, everybody else wants to just play their role, do what they need to do to get to win get to win games, and they look good doing it. I had Brooklyn in five. 
when James Harden was playing. Um, I think that there's going to be Brooklyn in six. If James uh, Harden is going to miss a few I games, I still think it'll I'm go to go six. Because Milwaukee, Milwaukee played a terrible game one. They were sluggish. They shot very, very poorly right. from three. That's the I rest. think they were like six of 31. It was something ridiculous. Right. Very, very poor game shooting from three. I I think, you know, Giannis played well, but nobody else played well. Right. And I think that that's going to change. Also, when your mindset coming into a game is that I'm going up against Harden, Kyrie, and KD, and then that changes mid-game, your game plan changes, your mindset changes a little bit. So I think that preparation heading into game two, knowing who you're playing, is going to be better because I think Drew Holiday now can even zone in on just... Kyrie, because they, you you go with like where do you, where do you want this guy? Where do you throw him? Like mm-hmm. PJ Tucker. I think now without Harden there, you can focus in more on better defensive assignments. So I think I can see Milwaukee stealing game two. Yeah, they can steal game two. I'm okay with that. I like the series. I, this is a very very um, competitive series. That the, there's stars. There's. Would you say the winner of the series wins the, the chip? With the chip. These well, two yeah, are the best uh, two teams Brooklyn, in the league. Brooklyn's going to win the chip. Actually, you know what? I think I'm heavily underrating Utah. I think Utah's an amazing team. And I think once they got Donovan Mitchell back, it was game over. They um, lost that game one against Memphis, and people thought they were going to win. That's what I said, man. There's yeah. no way. Like, you don't have Donovan Mitchell. You don't have your main guy. But Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I think, is going to win it all. So if I don't doubt that Brooklyn will come out of this round, I don't, I don't doubt they'll come out of the next round. Um, Milwaukee... Out of the other teams, they are one of the teams that do send a chance. They might be the only team that send a chance in the East against Brooklyn. If they do upset them, I'd be shocked. Um, and I, well, to, I don't I'd think have, it's a, it would be upset. If James Harden doesn't play, this is a very even series. You have James Drew Holiday, play. Giannis, and Chris. If James and then you have KD and Kyrie. K, remind you, there's no big three anymore. It's just two of them against Milwaukee's three. Milwaukee's three is probably good for these two guys. So I would I say it's an even series. Out. I would yeah. say it's an even series. If James it wouldn't be play, an upset. Um, I, I, I'm still going to go Brooklyn in six. Um, and there you have it. Yeah, Brooklyn in six. Yeah. Milwaukee I mean, can, I like can, it. does stand a chance, though. I won't be mad if they win. Yeah, Milwaukee's a good team. They're playing tonight, I think, in, in nine minutes. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that game goes. But uh, that was an interesting game one. Talk about interesting game ones. Wow. This kid is on a tear. Wow. This kid is the player of these playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah. Trey Young went into Philly, gave them another 30-piece, another 30-piece in this playoffs. Yeah. And they took game one from them. They were up 20 on the road. Let's... Ended up squeezing it out at the end, but they were up 20 on the road. They threw Ben Simmons, Matisse Teibel, uh, Tobias Harris, whoever you want, they threw at Trey. And, and nothing Danny worked. Green, nothing. Nothing worked at all. And when that you, kid is sensational. When you look at the game stats, that you look at the, the box score, Atlanta had no business winning this game. Why? Well, uh, listen, listen. Uh, Sixers shot 55% from the field to Atlanta's 51. 65? 55. Okay. Um, where, I'm going to go, I'm going to see, I'm going to do the, the Philly advantages. Uh, Philly had uh, 41 rebounds to Atlanta's 35, eight offensive rebounds to Atlanta's three, uh, five blocks to Atlanta's three blocks, uh, 12 more steals, two more steals, uh, four more turnovers, which um, is uh, for, for the Sixers, uh, plus 18 points in the paint for the Sixers. They dominated the paint, obviously, and beads in there, dominating, um, and they committed less fouls. Here is where it's insane to, to take in the the effect of the three-point shot. And this is how Atlanta was able to build their lead. This is how Atlanta was able to kind of just squeeze out that game in the end. Atlanta shot 43% from three, making 20 of 47 threes. The Sixers shot 35% from three, making 10 of 29. Doubled up on the threes. Plus, plus 30 points. Plus 30 points. And there, and that's the effect of Trey Young, because he, you know, he... He's Not just Trey, bro. And the, the rest of the team as well. Those guys, that supporting cast... I think a lot of people forget how good the Hawks are. Like I had, pieces, I had a debate man. this week with a guy who. Some guys are really convinced that Trey Young is better than Luka Doncic now because no. you know when they're always being compared to them, one team advanced, the other doesn't. But it's like this they're dude a, has weapons. Team. Bogdanovich gave them twenty one. Yep. Kevin Herter gave them fifteen off the bench. John Collins gave 21. them 21 points. Mm-hmm. They have Gallinari. They have Lou Williams. These guys are all guys yep. who can create their own offense. They don't need anyone. It gives Trey the freedom to do his thing. He doesn't have to rely on giving you the ball in the pocket and making sure you're, you're perfectly set. 
Their young guy, uh, Okongu, yeah. the rookie, yeah. I love him. Mm-hmm. Clint Capella, double-double Plays machine. his role. Plays his These role. These guys are deep. I don't want to hear anything about the Atlanta Hawks not having a roster. They have a very deep team. Trey Young was a minus 11 for the game. And that's how good their team is. He had, what, 35? Yeah, 35. And he had 35 and 10 assists. Yeah. And they've got guys who can knock down shots. They can all shoot threes. They've got... Like if you put if you put Doncic on that team, that team is making the second round. Mm-hmm. They've got guys who can knock down shots. They've got a big who knows how to play his role, and they let their their ball handler cook. And that's exactly what Dallas needs to do. So when you look at it side by side, I know there's always like you said, there's always that Trey Young, Luka Doncic comparison. Yeah, yeah. Doncic has been in the playoffs more, has willed his team to the playoffs more than than Trey has. But Trey's team this year is just so much better and. Compliments him so so well. Also, pull up the box score again. I want you to look at their. Uh, I want you to look at their. Uh, what's it called? Uh, their free throw. Their oh, free, right, throw their percentage. free throw percentage too. Because uh, that was also a little. Uh, so, <laughs> the Sixers had thir- thirty-five free throws and made twenty-four of them, sitting at sixty-nine percent. While the Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Hawks shot twenty for 95 percent from the free throw line. That's the key. And I mean, you have weapons that can shoot, shoot. their free throws. Trey Young is averaging ninety four percent from the free throw line. Bogey can shoot his free throws. John Collins can shoot free throws. Yeah. Gallo, Lou, they can all shoot free throws. This is a very deep team, mm. and they almost gave it up at the end there. But Bogdanovich hit a massive three, yeah. and then the referee came in clutch. But Trey Young had like a half court heave yeah. to John Collins, which connected somehow. But it, this team is deep, and they just walked into Philly and stole Game One. They're playing with house money. They're playing with uh, house money. So they can make a conference final run, and I wouldn't be surprised. Playing like the way they're playing, um, the Sixers did look very Sluggish. ugly. Ugly that 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 game one they came out. Joel Embiid has a partial tear and he was their best player by a mile. And that's another thing. Joel Embiid, I think it's a meniscus. Yes. So it's a partial tear in his knee. Still dropped thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, how much can they rely on Joel Embiid on a bum knee? Not much, in my opinion. Well, he gave them thirty nine. Right, but, but nobody else and, came out, and they still lost. I don't think he can. can like on a bum knee, you want to you want him to. Give you forty on a get on every single night, and we want to win, you want to win four games. That's gonna be really tough. Um, if you had, if you had asked me before the series, I would have said Sixers and six. I don't know if I can say Sixers. I it, it, it this could be something that goes into Game Seven. It depends a lot on the health of Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. He might go down Game Three. At this point, I think back. if I I don't think they stand a chance without him. They don't. Thought, they don't. I thought before that, you know, maybe they could still steal six, seven games. No, they don't. Uh, the fact that you just lost at home with Embiid giving you 40 points yeah. makes me very, very worried if he were to miss some time or not be able to play. They're not going to win that game if they miss Yeah, miss people people said Ben Simmons would take Trey Young out of the series. And I don't know, maybe he'll come back better, but 35 and 10. Doesn't look like it. Uh, it, it tough. But, I mean, shout-outs to Trey Young. Shout-outs to the Hawks. They're very exciting. They're a very good story. Yeah. And I think that they're a good team to stay, man. They're very young. Uh, Milwaukee missed out on bogey big time. We got we got to see where John Collins signs. That's the big question and the big if for the Hawks this summer. Uh, he's a restricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. John Collins reminds me of a, obviously not a position-wise or even style of play, but a James Harden situation. Where I feel like once he leaves and gets his own situation. He'll be a star? He's going to be a star. Very interesting take. We'll, be, we'll have to see him develop. I have to see that one. I do think the Atlanta Hawks are going to match that offer, though, wherever he goes, because it depends second on round money, birth. Though. Invest invest in Trey, invest in him long term. Um, does, it does depend on the money. Are they willing to shell out all that money? But they got guys. They got if, DeAndre if, Hunter, who's a young guy. Uh, Okwangu, who's a young guy. Who do you? Cause that's that's the thing about these young teams, it's man. Tough. You hit you hit the lottery, and then all of a sudden they're all up for extension. For extension, exactly. So I do think it'll be worth it for them, especially the way he's been playing, the way he compliments. I think the biggest thing is the way he compliments Trey. You don't find two young stars complimenting each other as well as John Collins and Trey Young, and that's something you want to really grow with and really keep going with. Mm-hmm. Nate McMillan has done a phenomenal job uh, turning that team around. We've said that many times on this on this podcast, and. He's a coach who knows how to coach in the playoffs as well, and you can see that. So yeah, um, it'll be a, a very interesting series. It's very dependent on health. Once the Sixers lose Joel Embiid, it's it's a wrap. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals berth for for the Hawks. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting one, and 
you know, depending on how injuries go, they might end their way up, end up their way in the finals. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. you don't know. That'd be crazy. crazy. This season, like the the I saw a graphic. It was like uh, all the teams that are left. Uh, now Dallas is gone. So the last championship was 1974. Right. Yeah. None yeah. of these teams have won in like 30 years. So that's very exciting. Good time for the league, man. Um, let's flip to the West. Mm-hmm. There's two series there that have not started. Yeah. Uh, Clippers and Jazz, Suns Nuggets. So let's start with Clippers and Jazz. I am gonna go Jazz in six, because the Clippers just showed that they could hardly beat Luka Doncic and company by himself. Yeah. They took him to seven games. They didn't win any game at home except for Game Seven. Yeah. The Jazz are a very well coached team. They're a very deep team. They're, They're a, team. a great defensive team, great offensive team, top five in both, and they have all the build to be a very very strong team. I'm gonna go Jazz in six. I'm gonna go Jazz in seven. I do think. If there's one thing the Clippers are good at, it's holding on for dear life and maybe maybe squeezing their way in. But I don't think they're going to have enough in Game 7, especially with um, Utah at home. Utah was really good at home, and they have a really good home crowd. Um, I just don't... I, I find it hard to trust a team that is forced to rely heavily on Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. This, they weren't forced heavily to rely on Kawhi Leonard the way the Clippers are. We What? What do the you mean? The Clippers? They have they at have, least Paul George. I mean... He's playing well. Like, decently well, but he's really got to up a, up a lot of it, I think. I, I do think the Raptors constructed a team far better than the team that was constructed around Kawhi Leonard. I think they Pieces constructed wise, fine. The players are the ones that aren't playing well. You have... Okay, well, that's... I mean, you that's, you guys, go with what you're doing. I, don't, the Raptors I think you could trust Kawhi. The, I think you could trust Kawhi, but you want him to carry a, a, a team and, and, and rely on him to drop 40 a night? To win a game, to win a series, that's he legit. Tough. Did that for us. He, Forty a night. He and when it got to the Philly series, he was Milwaukee. Uh, he was for what got the Milwaukee. He did it. He did it. Um, the but, Philly game six. He gave them forty on their home floor. He's yeah. that dude. Kawhi's that dude. And that's why I was gonna. <sighs> ch- and that's why I was gonna challenge your point of if they go to a seventh game, I don't know that the Jazz can win because Kawhi again showed out last night in a game seven, 28, 10, and nine. That guy is, he's the only player with 200 career playoff games. Sorry, he's one of three players mm-hmm. all time uh, to have, to be 60-40-90, not 50-40-90. And the other one is like Shaq, a center, center and like yeah. uh, and Kareem, another yeah. center. Yeah. Hey, man. Could be done. I don't know. I don't trust it. Why is that dude? I don't trust it. I don't trust the Clippers. Clippers, like they look like crap. They they suck. Yeah. They don't look good. They don't look good together. The the, the pieces don't look like they fit. Coaching sucks. Um, it's hey, dear Kawhi, give, take the ball and take us there. Paul George, give us take the ball. Try to take us there. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. They don't play as a team. The Jazz are so good as a collective. They're so good together. They're so well coached. Um. I don't even know what what's good with that team's coaching. Like Luke Kennard, six minutes tonight. Like, listen, Tyloo, What are you gonna expect? Like, especially when you 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 bring in a coach that was an assistant to their head coach last year. Like, you you did. You're, what change are you really expecting this to is make in that Literally, games? I promise you, they want to be the Raptors so badly. The issue is Tyloo is a decoy, and we said this. Uh, the, the problem is that. LeBron James won a championship with, with Ty, Ty Lue yeah. as coach. That's the issue. They think that he... Oh, he's changed the offense. No. Okay, all right. That's the yeah, I'm sure Ty Lue's tweak overcame a 3-1 deficit. It looks it looks no different than last year. And if Paul George, once again, doesn't show up, they don't stand a chance. And yeah. Paul George, he hasn't not shown up last series, but he also didn't really show up last series as well. If I'm Paul George, you, you put up less than 25 points on, on efficient shooting... Or inefficient shooting. That's not enough for me. You you need to show up in the playoffs. You're the you're the number two guy. You're 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 pretty much one A and one B. He's not even considered to be the number two guy on that team. So if you're not gonna put up 25 points a night, you're not gonna shoot efficiently every night. You're not gonna rebound the ball. You're not gonna play you know sound defense for your team. That team isn't making it far. So yeah. I don't have much faith in the Clippers. Um, you want to take Jazz in six? I'll take them in seven. I think it, they'll, they'll still push them a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I mean, if the Clippers do make it out, they make it out. That that's expected. But I'm not. I'm. I don't think if either one of these teams makes it out, I don't think it's going to be an unexpected, you know, situation. I just it's so hard now for me to trust the Clippers after yeah. when they put me through in the first round. Yeah, I mean, t- to Paul George's credit, he is putting up twenty four nine and six in the playoffs. 
I need more. The issue is thirty one percent from three. Thirty point six percent is is a very very How bad much number. Overall from the field. 47%, not terrible. Not terrible. Need no, to, it's not. It's not the three more. is the one that needs the improvement. I yeah. think you know it, it'll be fine. And he hit a lot of big shots, so I don't want to say anything like too too negative about him. I just I do think that better than last uh, year. Utah is going to come out running, and I think that like the thing is when you think even about the Toronto Raptors running Kawhi Leonard in general, the Raptors swept the first round. I think or, or lost, no, they lost four one. It was yeah. game one. They it was get, four they one. Game four one. Yeah. They didn't go to seven games. They didn't even need Kawhi that much in the, in the first round. So Kawhi saved that energy for the second half of the second round. That's what about his legs. Now it's two years later, and you're making him go to game seven and do all this in the first round. That's when it gets a little scary because he can definitely do it. I just don't know if he can do it consistently now, now after and, this first round. And you're doing it. And you, by the way, he has to do it for three more rounds against so, really really good teams. So you're asking him to carry on. A Funny because they lost on purpose to be in this position. Exactly. That's the best, exactly. That's the best part. So you're asking Kawhi to carry a team, drop forty a night when he's had you know leg issues, when he's had um, you know games where he wants to take off in order to rest. You're not giving him much rest right now. Yeah. So you want him to last the whole playoffs, playoffs NBA playoffs. It's going to be very tough. Yeah. And the last series to go over, Suns Nuggets. This is a really good series. Uh, I think this all depends on the health of Chris Paul. I think if Chris Paul's out, it's a little more even uh, because you get the Chris Paul on one side, Jamal Murray on the other. Uh, but with a healthy Chris Paul, I'm going to go Phoenix and Six as well. I'm going to go Phoenix and Six as well. I think they're they're both very well coached. Um, I just think Phoenix is more dependable, more reliable. Uh, I, what you see from Denver is when when somebody gets hot in the first or second quarter, they tend to go away from him for the rest of the game, um, which doesn't really show they know how to play together as a team. They don't really know how to encourage one another to do well. Um, Phoenix, one through five, any 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 person on the floor performs their role, performs their their role well. Um, D book has been fantastic, a, a killer. Um, He's gonna get. He's gonna give you a forty a night, and you know it's coming, and you know it's in. A, you know it's reliable. You know it's reliable forty a night. Um, Chris Paul has been a great leader for that team. Great floor general. If he is injured, if he's not healthy, I don't think they come out with that series. Uh, I do think they need. A, they need his presence a lot. Um, and Aiton has been playing great Fantastic. as a big. Yep. I would love to see that Aiton Jokic uh, matchup. I would love to see if Aiton can slow him down. I don't think it's it's possible no. for him to do. I would love to see what he does with him. Um, I don't think Jokic is going to be able to slow down Aiden. Not that he produces a crazy amount, but I think Aiden's still going to be able to get his. Um, Who guards Devin Booker? Yeah. You got you. you probably, they're probably going to throw multiple guys on him. Composo. Composo. is an annoying. Don't, don't get yeah. That's what I'm saying. Don't get it wrong. Composo yeah. might be put on him at some point in the game just to just to bother him, just to be that pesky dude. Um, I can't imagine they'll throw a guy like AG on him Monte too big. Monte Morris, probably. Monte Morris, MPJ, too But they big. might put AG on him. They might put all of them just to see what sticks. MPJ can't play defense for his uh, left. There's he's no long and tall. Who knows? Trust me. They, I agree. I agree. That's like a black hole. I agree. <laughs> um, they might put... just You might you might want to just try out different things to see what sticks for that specific game. Maybe go small and pesky. Go big and, and long on him. See if you can you know really keep up with him and put a hand in his face. D-Book is D-Book. D-Book is D-Book. He's going to get his. We know that. Um, he's literally been Mamba mode this whole playoffs, um, and I hope he continues it. He's averaging 29.7 points a game, 49, 43, 94 Insane. splits. Insane. Just under 50, 40, 90. So, love it. Love what, it. what a debut for a lot of these guys, and the I'm excited guys, to, yeah, this playoffs just continues to get better and better. Uh, I don't think we have any more to talk about for the rest of the night, because, uh... What? I mean, we have a little bit of time. Let's squeeze this one in. The Boston Celtics... Oh, yes. Made a bunch of key changes. Um, Danny Ainge has stepped down, or they've mutual, mutually agreed to part ways from that GM position. Um, and they have promoted? Is yeah, it, is it a promotion? It's definitely a promotion. Uh, Brad Stevens up from coach to GM or president because he's got so much president experience. <laughs> and now they're looking for a head coach. When I read this, I was really confused. Yeah. Like, why? Like, Brad Stevens is known and it was expected to be, you know, boy genius, boy wonder, the young coach that's going to take this team far, far uh, to the finals, to a championship, didn't deliver. What makes him so qualified to be promoted to a president, president of position? basketball operations? Because he couldn't do it as a coach. 
he's never been a president of basketball operation before. Maybe he's got he's done some recruiting or whatever for the Baylor. college team, um, Butler. Butler. Um, but that's not really the same as putting together an NBA team dealing with contracts, um, personalities, personalities, egos, whatever it may be. So I don't know that this is the best move, and and you're kind of expecting. Brad Stevens to clean up. Isn't it funny how he couldn't deal with superstars as a coach? And now you want to now he's a GM. It just doesn't <laughs> seem like the right move. I think the Celtics took a step in the wrong direction um, by getting rid of, not getting rid of of Danny Ainge by by promoting Brad to that they, position. They definitely took a step in the white the right direction. <laughs> definitely a step in that direction. Um, I just don't see the vision. I don't see where they're going. The coach they get better be good. Better be good because mm-hmm. if you're gonna um, force Brad Stevens to move the guy that you harped about for years, you better bring back a good coach. Yeah, and that's yeah. the only thing about it. Yeah, I'm interested to see who they bring in. Their their list of candidates was hilarious. I saw it the other day. Who was it? Uh, I sent it to you. I can't remember the the exact details of it, but they had like it was like an odds list. Oh, and, it was odd. And like Jeff Van Gundy was on the yo Jeff Van Gundy is perpetually on that, on that list and all these lists because it's it's just getting a little too ridiculous. But yeah, they had like a bunch, like maybe ten names. Yeah, I'm trying to find out, but I can't have it off. I don't know off the top, but it was a very interesting list. But I mean, that's that's for another day. But uh, I think tonight we got Brooklyn game three, game two, game two, and we got game one of the Phoenix series. So I'm excited for that. And the boys are gonna hit up a bike ride right now, Let's so uh, we gotta get active. Um, you know where to find us? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you go to send TikTok. a message, like a picture, TikTok, DM. We are there. So hit us up, subscribe, like, follow, give us any suggestions. 